because the filters aren't on, we can be a little farther. It okay. Does pick I'm gonna up, be over here. Um, it pick up a little farther from the mic. Yeah. Okay. It will pick up pop a little bit. So if I talk like this, can you see my lips? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that sounds. You sound good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. And you can see me. Yeah, I can okay. see you. How do you guys know each other? Uh, I DM him on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. I think the first DM was about um the, our patient. A pa I, I did. I worked on the patient, and the patient hated the look on my face, so he left. I told him that I hadn't worked quite good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, he texts me. He goes. Dude, your work is terrible. <laughs> the patient hates you. And then Joe's actually, can I call you Joe? <laughs> Joe's building a case yeah. right now against me uh, to get my license revoked. The work was so <laughs> bad. It was so shoddy. So shoddy. So I practice something very nerdy and specialized called biomimetic stupid dentistry. And it takes forever, but it produces really good results. Okay. And Joe wants to get more into yeah. it. Um, yeah. And actually, Joe, can, can I tell the story about your mom? Yeah, you told me you told me. Can I tell this story about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Joe points. came to my office with his mom, and we worked on his mom together and restored one of her teeth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the teeth is now very restorable because okay. it's broken off to the gum line, but with better mimic and dental thing. So that's why I reached out to him, and I know that we can save the tooth. Okay. Yeah. So where where otherwise yeah. you wouldn't be able to. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been a dentist? Um, I graduated in 2020. Okay. So I did a residency in San after I graduated. Okay. So I've been working about a year and a half. Okay. Are you an associate? I'm an associate right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm working two offers right now. I'm part-time at both. Okay. But in a couple of months, I'm going full-time at the other one. Okay. Yeah. Is that, um, are you going to be a partner there? No, still an associate. Still an associate, okay. Eventually, I will want to become an owner. Of that practice? Different practice, probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was telling Joe that it's better to own it by yourself, from my experience, than to be a partner with some schmuck. Well, it, it depends on, it depends on the partnership. Like if you if you become a part well that, I don't know don't listen to her if you um. become a partner with other people but that's what he did and it was right. a disaster. <laughs> I I never liked working alone as a dentist. I, I don't like working alone either. You don't. And yeah. To have like someone other doctor with me, uh, it makes the fun between us. And, and sometimes if you're stuck in a cage, mm -hmm. if you need another opinion, it's also need to have another doctor to ask for. Right, and I think sometimes too, just to reinforce what we what we know, right. but to have someone else say, "Oh yeah, that looks good," yeah. or "or that's what I would do." Right. When you're alone, you don't have. I mean, you know, you don't have any of that. Right. And sometimes so, it's nice to have another person that's not part of the staff, because like one yes. day when you own a practice and you have to tell everyone, unfortunately, we have to work Fridays. They're all going to hate you. So it's good to go back to the back office and then be with someone who doesn't hate you, who made that decision with you. Right. There's a positive to a partnership. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So, but you really, it's like a marriage. It really has to be a good match to make it work. And I think people, I think people jump into partnerships and marriages without 
doing the research. That's fair. Don't you think? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 Also applies to associate too. If you have an owner and you have a same philosophy of treatment. Yeah. Like one time I was doing a working interview for one of the offers at Shallow and in the other area. Mm-hmm. Our philosophy is very different. We have a very different mindset. Uh, he was a little bit more aggressive, more conservative. Okay. So the treatment was presented by all the doctors. I had to do the treatment. I didn't feel comfortable doing the treatment. I didn't think it was needed. So I, I offer no treatment to the patient. And I didn't like the offer. So but with my other office right now, it's showing, hey, mm-hmm. we have a very same mindset, same treatment philosophy. So it makes it really easy for both of us. Yeah, that yeah. I agree because if you have, you know, I mean personality types too, but definitely philosophy of yeah. of work. Oh, yeah. for sure. I worked yeah. in an office. I'm more conservative, like you. Mm-hmm. Patient sits down, and then the person planned like four crowns. I'm like, oh my god, maybe you need like one and like a filling. And the patient's upset because they're thinking like either the other guy lied to me or you're under treating me, and then in the future. I'm going to be harmed by your under treatment. Right. That's totally true. You right. worked with the dentist. Was your other dentist? Was she? I did. I had um. I had a couple associates that that worked in my office. Um, and I worked with other dentists in the early days. But my my associate was pretty similar to me. Um, we were more conservative too. We used our Cirac machine a lot. I did a lot of um, you know, three quarter crowns. We'll call them. Like where where someone would treat and plant a crown, and then I just go in and rebuild one cusp if it if it right. broke. An onlay, right. yeah, an onlay. Like onlay. Your guy does on onlay. So. Yeah. Onlay, yeah. yeah. I yeah. loved them. I mean, that was um yeah. for me. It was it allowed me to be a lot more conservative and do really solid dentistry. Yeah. yeah. Besides, I you know I was where'd you go to dental school? In Michigan. Okay. When did you graduate? Huh. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like in, in dental school, it was, I went to U of D, I mean, it was 20 years ago, but I feel like it was either filling or just crown everything. Right. And the fillings were huge. Right. They yeah. were coarse and they were right. amalgam With still. pins. With pins. And yeah. I mean, I can, I can put a pin in like nobody's business. Right. You called you the pin, yeah. pr- the pin princess? And I can bend it with the pin mm-hmm. bending tool. And it does nothing. Did you guys use yeah. that? Yeah. You bend it, but like it comes back out of the tooth. Do you ever try and bend it without the pin bending tool? How do you bend it? With well, your, with your mind. With a yeah, just, <laughs> but um, no, with like a tool that doesn't have that little, you know. Yeah. Like no, a, it breaks. Like a scaler. Because you, you think, oh, I can just bend it with this sickle scaler, oh, right, and right. it always breaks, and you're like, right. I should I should have looked for that tool because you know it's in there in the drawer. Yeah. Right. It's like way at the back. <laughs> So, Joe, let me ask you, um, I think you're the only dentist I know that is deaf. Can you talk about your experiences being a dentist and being, or even like growing up? Because actually, I've never talked to someone in depth about their experience being deaf. Right. Were you born deaf? I was born deaf. So I had a profound deaf in both ears. So, um... For example, if I want to, I wear two hearing aids. Okay. So now I only wear one because I have trauma in my right ear when growing up. So everything I wear hearing aid in my right ear 
I got headaches and stuff. It's very weird. The doctor kind of figured out whatever. So um, when I hear noises, I can hear like a noise like the table um clapping. Okay. But I can't hear like kind of confrontation voices like sound. I won't be able to understand them. Like you talking, I just can hear the noise around me, but I don't understand them. Okay. It's like you being in another country, listening to a different language, but you don't understand it. Okay. So it's the same kind of stuff. So um, I was placed in, we call it a special education program for the deaf and hard hearing kid. Okay. So I grew up only, um, I had a lower knowledge of style language. So from elementary school to high school, I had to lip read the teacher. Um, but sometimes the teacher will look away and face the board. So um, that can be hard for me to learn. So I rely on the book to learn and teach myself. Then when I got to college at Detroit Mercy, that's the first time ever I had a sign language interpreter. So that changed how I learned my education and motivated me to become a dentist more. Because back then I had a very low self-esteem. So I didn't have like a lot of confidence in myself to do what I want, want to do. So later I got into Michigan and everything. So I became very confident. And here I am. And you made yeah. it to this podcast. You're, yeah. you're <laughs> what, so what was it like growing up how did you know you were, and I know you knew you couldn't hear, but like when you're young, you don't know the difference. Right. Did your parents explain to you that you're deaf and I know you have four sisters and your sisters aren't, or how did that, how did you find out? So, um, that so we had, um, deaf or older session. One of them was actually deaf. Oh, okay. So all my family was actually born in Iraq. But my mom and dad um, wanted to find a good education doctor for my sister that I'm dumb. So they moved me to the United States for that reason, to find a good school and a good doctor for my sister. So um, they had a basic um, knowledge of what it's like to raise a deaf kid. So when I was born, they always do a hearing test. So they, from that hearing test, they knew that I was dumb. So I had an older sister to guide me through the whole thing. What a huge help. I'm, I'm assuming out of all your siblings, are you closer? Because of the similar background. Yeah. The time was staying and staying in and quiet in front of my family. <laughs> <laughs> Does everyone sign in your family? Um, lower bit. Okay. But not as much as me and my sister. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever sign to your sister because you want to tell her something? You don't want like other people to know. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's a different language. Yeah. 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 What about um your patients? Do you have a Do you have a lot of pa- deaf patients who come to you? Yeah. Um. So I'm the only deaf dentist that knows sign language. Yeah. So a lot of the deaf patients actually come up to me and want me to provide treatment for them because they feel um they're close to me and they can relate to me. I would. But yeah. um, right now, there's a lot of um, general dentists that have a deaf patient. But a lot of times the deaf patient feels left out because most of the time the general dentist won't provide an interpreter okay. for these patients. 
so it's harder for the deaf patient to have accessibility to oral health care. Okay. Do you do you think that um, in and to you also? Do you think that's something that you could market to other dentists and get referrals? Uh, and that that's something I could do. Yeah, I, th- I haven't I really marketed so. myself because I'm an associate right now. Yeah, but that's something I consider in the future. Then I would. How how are these deaf patients finding you? So my my new name is called the Deaf Denon. Yeah. So um, and we have a deaf community. Okay. So me and my sister are kind of well known in the community. And um, I know some deaf doctor at the University of Michigan, like primary care doctor. So he mentioned my name to them sometime. Okay. Yeah. So right now, we're talking to each other. You're not signing. I don't know sign language. Yeah. Um, are you only reading our lips to hear what we're saying? Yeah. That's, you, a, that's amazing. Th- yeah. <laughs> so... Is that something you've had to learn over the years? Um, so I don't know, growing up, something that I rely on to communicate with people. So um, I had speech therapy growing up. So that also helped me to have to relive. Because with certain sound, people move their lip in a certain way. So I'll be able to catch them. Wow. Yeah. This is a all my questions from here and out are going to be really stupid questions, so please bear with me. Okay. <laughs> how do you know how to like formulate words if you've never heard the word before? So, if I never heard the word before, sometimes people will say a very random word I never heard of it before. I won't be able to understand that word unless they type it down for me. Okay. And I, oh, okay, that's what you mean. Got to understand them. Because that word is not integrated in my dictionary. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can't read that word. But how do you speak? So I guess, let's say I'm growing up and my parents were like, say the word dog and they say dog. Yeah. You've never heard the word dog. Yeah. How do you know how to say the word dog? Um, by pronoun- pronunciation. So like I speak therapy. They teach me how you say it in a certain way. So I, I based on word, based on pronoun. Really? Yeah. So you're at a speech therapist and they, they like write the word out and tell you yeah. how to pronounce it. Yeah. And you say it, but you don't know if you're saying it right. Right. So when they right. tell you it's right, then yeah. you remember. Yeah. Okay. Like growing up, I say some word wrong. Like, I need to say yellow and then yellow because they move the same way. But um, later on, my cousin corrected me. So I need to say yellow, but now I say yellow. Really? Yeah. So I, I didn't know that I started wrong, but they corrected me because they move in the same way. Because you speak very well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have told me that, but they're not apply to every deaf person. It's because of their background. Okay. Like one of my dishes husband, he's also dumb, but he can hear better than I. But he doesn't talk like me and my sister does because he was born in a completely dumb family. So um, his primary language is American Sign Language. 
though he never learned how to talk. We got a little how much how better he can hear than I. So he can hear better than you, but you can speak better than him. Right. And that's because of your speech therapy. Right. It's it probably takes a lot of practice. Yeah, too. Like I had like almost like couple of times a week session. Okay. To to like from first grade to high school. Two hours, a couple times a week. Come like an hour a day. Okay. Yeah. When did you stop speech therapy? When I graduated high school. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm it's I'm like blown blown away because when I talked to Joe months ago when his mom came in, we didn't talk about I wasn't like what was like growing up deaf. I was like, let's fix this tooth. I'm like blown away right now that so do you ever meet deaf people that can only sign? And are they impressed that you can go out and you can speak still being deaf? I stay one more time. So there's some deaf people that can only sign. Yeah. When they look at you and see you can speak, are their minds also blown? No, though, um, though in the deaf world, um, sometimes with the, 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 the deaf community, the people that only sign, they label themselves and culturally, very culturally dumb. Like, sometimes they view me speaking as a bad thing. Oh. Only because me being deaf, they don't think that I can relate to them in some way. But it's not always, it's not for every deaf person. There's only few current deaf people that feel that way. But sometimes those deaf people also get unstuck that I can speak because I've learned how to get deaf and the hearing wrong, how to be able to communicate with people. But for these deaf people, it's hurting for them to adapt to the hearing wrong. So that's, that's their um, opinion. But God bless your parents for putting you in speech therapy. Right. Mm-hmm. Did your sister have the same speech therapy? She did. She did yeah. too. But um, she moved from Iraq to um, Michigan when she was seven years old. So she had a bit of a speech and language delay. So she still can talk and speak, but I not as well as I do. Your sister's probably, what, like 35? Yeah. Okay. And both your parents, they're not deaf. No. Is is it genetic? Do you it's, know what causes it's, deafness? It's only me and my sister are deaf. Okay. So it's genetic. Is it, okay. But no one else in our family are deaf. Okay. Growing up, you mentioned that you struggled with self-esteem. Like... What made you feel bad about being deaf? Um, like growing up, if I'm at a table with a group of people talking, I can feel left out. Or if I'm with my with my school with a certain classmate, I mean we're kids, so they don't really understand what it's like to be deaf. So it's harder for me to talk to them or have a conversation with them. So it made me feel a little bit more left out. Was it really lonely at times as a kid? No, I thought my cousin and my family, they're all very supportive of me. So I had a great support system. So it didn't really affect me being at school. But sometimes I died though. But my social life. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you have kids? No, no I have e- eight niece and nephew though. Eight? Niece and nephew. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do, do are any of your niece and nephews are any of them deaf? Oh, my sister that is deaf. They have two kids. They both can hear, but they learn sign language okay. to communicate with the parent. That, so your sister who's deaf is her. Her husband is also deaf. Yeah. Are you, do you have a girlfriend? Uh, I'm talking to one right now. You are? Yeah. You want to say her name on the podcast? No. <laughs> um, is, do you consider her your girlfriend or you're just you're in talking phase? I always talk face to face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is, that, I, is she your girlfriend yet or just friend? Oh, she's hearing. No, no sorry. Is, is she your girlfriend? Would you would you call her your girlfriend? Uh, not right now. <laughs> so I've been married for almost 10 years now so yeah. i'm so far removed so your girlfriend she hears does she sign as well um so right now i'm very new but i try to teach her some sign and, and we go on yeah okay yeah how did you meet um through a mutual friend yeah yeah you're asking a lot of personal questions oh. <laughs> Am I asking? No, you're okay. Good. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about your girlfriend, Jessica. <laughs> um, well, I, I I find you amazing because um, first of all, you're such a nice guy. Um, I met Joe's mom. It's like it reminds me of like me and my family because yeah, yeah. you're from Iraq. I'm not from Italy, but I'm in Italian. We're like, we're like so family orientated. And when you were right. working on your mom, I could tell at one point your mom wasn't fully numb. Yeah. But she still let you finish the procedure. Yeah. My mom would let me do the same thing. <laughs> right. Um, I feel I feel good around you. So I'm, if I'm asking too many personal questions, right. I don't care. I'm still going to ask personal <laughs> questions. <laughs> I was going to say, where is this going? Yeah. Right. Um, so then, what difficulties do you have treating patients being a deaf dentist? So when I first um started dental school, I was concerned about how I can communicate with patients. Um, or how they react to me as being a deaf dentist. So, um, usually in lecture, I will have a, a person that caption every word, not like a sign language interpreter, because the lecture is very intense. It can be overwhelming. It's harder for me to understand through sign language compared to a person typing down every word. But in clinic, I'll have a sign language interpreter. Because our clinic is very big, there's a lot of people talking and them. So I have, I rely on them to communicate with patients. But um, when I meet the patient for the first time, they always find it positively. Um, but I only had one patient that wouldn't see me because I was dumb. But uh, she hit that patient complaining through the school. But um, the school had it in my bag. You can either see me or you don't have to come to the school anymore. Good. Good. Um, Good. Yeah. So right now I'm private person because the school providing me a shipper, but I'm private person is a different world because I'm responsible for my own shipper, which means I have to pay them and they're expensive. So I rely on talking to my patient. I never had a negative experience with them so far. So you don't have an interpreter in your office? Right now, no. Okay. 
I I really feel um, I I love helping people grow businesses, and I really feel like there is an opportunity for you to um, market yourself as as you know a deaf dentist right. to to help the the deaf community right. because I think probably. I don't know this, but I, I think that if someone is deaf and they're going to the doctor or dentist, they feel so much more comfortable with you. Right. Don't you think? A hundred percent. I mean, I, w- I would. Right. I, I would feel welcome. comfortable with you right. anyways. Right. You, you seem very, um, you know, you're comfortable to be around, but right. especially people are scared of the dentist. Right. Anyways. Right. So to have that barrier. Right. Yeah, and then and then they come to you, and you can relate to them. Right. I really think you could you could start a practice from scratch and and get referrals from other dentists. I I mean, wouldn't you refer him? If I had a patient that was deaf and uncomfortable seeing me, I would refer them. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. But if they were comfortable seeing me. Because no. I have like a mortgage and four kids and loans. <laughs> right. I'd keep the patient. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, just to tell them, you know, there there is someone available to you if you'd like to see that person. I think that's such oh, a... Oh, yeah. Um, just ballpark. If you're coming in and you're treating a patient for one hour and for some reason you need the interpreter for the full hour, what would that cost? So, um, so initially, the interpreter was hired at least two hours. Because they won't go in just for one hour. Okay, not worth okay. their time. The, the not worth their time. They, they charge the minimum of two hours. So initially, 120 per hour. 120, okay. That, but that's a ballpark number. So yeah. About, yeah. Uh, for one appointment, about 240. Well, I can't blame you for not getting an interpreter because margins are so thin yeah. in dentistry anyway. Can you right. imagine losing 120 an hour? It's an extra thousand right. dollars a day. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. But um, for some businesses, for the small businesses, they can use that as a tax write off. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's one other thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, Have you ever had a deaf patient bring an interpreter with them? I think that would be a huge expense to them. With me, no. No, they wouldn't no. need it. They wouldn't need it with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, do you know this that by the end of career, most dentists have hearing loss anyway from the drills? A lot of time. So, so, most dentists end up getting hearing loss from, oh, the, yeah, from the drill. Oh, yeah. The, the hand piece they yeah. want to make the drill all noise. After being exposed to them for a long time, they end up having a hearing loss. So, do you have some hearing in your ears? So, so there's four um, different stages of hearing loss. It goes from mild, moderate, severe, and profound. So I'm going to ask severe to profound. Okay. So um, if I take off my hearing, aid, I hear nothing. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. But he said he can hear Tapping in this. If I take it off, no. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. But I put on, I'll hear the table banging. Okay. Stuff. But if you wear both, you said you get... You get dizzy. I got like dizzy or whatever. Okay. Yeah. What was it like hearing for the first, like pounding for the first time? I have no idea. You Kyle, don't remember? Kyle was a baby, so okay. I have no idea. You've had that since you were yeah, young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 
That's, it's really interesting. I didn't, um, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know who was coming in today for the podcast. So when you said, you know, he's a dentist and he's deaf, I thought, okay, you know, how are we going to talk? And we're just sitting here having a normal conversation. Right. So yeah. do you put it, that it's unbelievable? Oh, sorry. When you applied for dental positions, like you applied, can I say the name of the practice in certain nights? Yeah, yeah. So you applied to Forever Young. Yeah. Did you put on your resume you were deaf? Um, no, I didn't actually. Okay. But I put on my resume that I made a project for the deaf and hard of hearing community. And I put that I'm popping in American Sign Language. So it gave them a hint, but they don't, they don't know that. Mm-hmm. But I, by way, found the job with Dr. Young through, um, I got my faculty at Donald School. He linked me with him. I told him that I relived and I'm deaf. And we FaceTime each other. He liked me a lot. So we went from there. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Would you say most of your friends are deaf or most of your friends are not? The most of my friends are actually not. But I do have a group of friends that see pretty often that are deaf. Okay. Yeah. I imagine you have people younger than you who are deaf and they see that you've become a dentist and they think, wow, maybe I can do something like that or maybe yeah, I can yeah. achieve something else too. For sure. They can, they need, we need more of a deaf dentist and doctor in this world yeah. to help inspire the younger generation. How are you reaching back out to the younger generation? So um, before we made um, an organization called Michigan Deaf Home which is a nonprofit organization to help the youth to pursue a career in the STEM field. But right now we're going through some barriers and loopholes. So everything's being slow, but I still again talk to some down school and one deaf school in Michigan, the plan It's called Michigan School for the Deaf, the only deaf school in Michigan. So I will give a talk to them and talk about um, oral health education. Is it a high school that's? It's from like first grade to high school. Oh, okay. But you went to a school and it wasn't just for deaf. It was because they gave you a sign language person. So when I went to school, it was just a normal public school in um, Birmingham Public School District. Okay. Okay. So... Kids are mean. Kids are cruel. Did anyone ever tease you for being deaf? Cool. No, so kids are like mean. Mean. They can be cruel. Um, Did any kids tease you for being deaf? The, they all seem... So sometimes when I walk in the school hallway, people would say names behind my back. They they don't know that at all, but they do, I do know that. But I don't know what that affects me. I have a very good friend that was with me, so he helped me through that time. Yeah. yeah. You agree with this. I think when people are mean, either they're young and stupid, right. or they're just older and they're also stupid, but like they're right. just like they, they're hurting on the inside as well. Well, they have right. low self esteem a right. lot of the time. That's a better right. way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I think. Yeah. And sometimes I think that people don't outgrow that. 
Okay. I know some adults who are, you know, in their 50s or older. And they're still they're still that way. They right. still gossip. They still, right? Mm-hmm. right? So I think it's something that you I mean, definitely with maturity, right. I would hope that that's less, but but some people never never change, right? They never change. Right. Yeah. And I think I blame self-esteem. I think it's low self-esteem right. on their part. Right. Um yeah. Right? Yeah. But when I went to high school, I went to Brother Wright High School. I was very nice and friendly. I had a bad experience. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you know these certain people, but what year did you graduate high school? 2012. Holy crap. Did you go there? <laughs> no, but there's a couple oh. of dentists in this area. Okay. They went to Brother Rice, but they graduated 2003, 2005, and you were still in diapers. <laughs> what year were you born? 1994. Okay. That's the yeah. year I graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think you are, but do you feel like you're at a disadvantage for being deaf and being a dentist? Um, I would say yes and no. I think me being deaf and deaf, it, it made me more unique. When I meet patients for the first time, because sometimes those patients feel more comfortable around me. And when they see me dumb, uh, they think that, oh, he must, must have gone through a lot. He's very smart. So they feel like that I'm, I'm very easier to trust. But sometimes me being a provider, um, sometimes a patient will talk when I'm facing them. So it can put me a lot of a disadvantage, but my assistant will help me and we explain that to me. Does your assistant sign? No, but they're, they're learning a little bit. Okay. I'm teaching two of my hygienists. I actually took a intelligent sign language course. Okay. So they're learning that right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, do you think that would be helpful if your assistant signs? Yeah. 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 But they have a clear man. Okay. Instead of the math that come with the lip, they have a clear man. So that makes it easier for us to communicate. Is it all clear or just like a little? The, the lower window. Just the here? Okay. But sometimes when I'm looking at a certain angle, I can't see the lip. I tell them I pull down the man. Yeah. Yeah. I, you were going to bring a clear mask for me. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I did. Um, you got to text me a picture with it. Okay. Where do you buy this clear mask? I found it. There's two companies. One is called Safe and Clear. Okay. The other one called Ben Shape. And then they're like regular surgical masks. The regular surgical medical clear mask. I remember during COVID when every, the world was wearing a mask, I remember seeing those because people, they did some cheesy news story and it was like, we want to see people smiling because everyone was getting really like, depressed. Right. So people started wearing those and it was like, it was like a dust mask, like, but it just had the clear window, so you could yeah, smile. Like, and then some people, it's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> go back to the regular one. Well, they they had a mask during COVID where one of the masks you could actually unzip it and put like a, a straw in there. Do you, you remember? Oh, that? that's, that that's just stupid. That yeah, that's yeah. stupid. But that then, like, stupid. I think they took the mask off and it covered your nose, right. but it kept your mouth open. Yeah. Did you ever see that picture where the guy's on the plane and he's got the mask over his eyes? Uh, and he's a blindfold, yeah. Right. He's yeah, sleeping. 
and this, you have, they, it says you have to keep your mask on. He's got the mask on. <laughs> was, was what a co- weird time. Right. Was COVID difficult for you because everybody was wearing a mask? What? Was yeah. COVID difficult for you because everybody was wearing a mask? When everyone's wearing a mask, it's very hard. Very. Because when I'm going out, I read their lips. When I can't read their lips with a mask covering it. It makes it really difficult. Yeah. Because some people want to pull their mask down. So I'll just take my phone and type it and mm-hmm. show it to them. I find it funny that some people wouldn't pull their mask down. But some people did believe three years ago if you brought your mask down for one second, right. you'd instantly explode right. from COVID. <laughs> right. Um, turned out that wasn't true. But that's another story. Right. Uh, does everybody in your office now wear a clear mask? Yeah. They even uh what's his first isn't Michael is that his first name? Michael is the first name. He yeah. he wears a mask a clear mask. Is that the other uh, dentist? When he's West Head patient, he doesn't wear a clear mask. Okay. But we don't wear like, work together. So he never wear wear a clear mask. He doesn't Just wear no mask. Doesn't on wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. I used to work with a dentist who didn't wear a mask, even he worked on patients. <laughs> Do you wear gloves? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I think I was probably 28 when I was working, and he was, no joke, 78. <laughs> and one time he poked himself with a needle with a patient HIV. It, it didn't even bother him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in his defense, it's really hard to inoculate yourself like that. Yeah, but if you right. poked yourself that, with the HIV hard. needle, oh, I I get on the drug <laughs> cocktail. I t- I take like the seventeen pills. Yeah, yeah. I've been to that I mean, one time and doing residency. I poked myself, and it was the HIV positive patient. Oh God! And I didn't want to go through that again. Did you take the the cocktail? The, the, that yeah. Pill, yeah, I poked myself with the um with a hep hepatitis. I don't know which one at UHC. Yeah. Do you guys know UH? So Detroit receiving, we had a clinic down there and all the patients had something. And um, yeah, I think, I feel like I took something. Yeah. I don't remember. I um, mean, it made me lose my appetite for food. Oh, it's hard. Oh yeah. 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 I poked myself. We all do. I mean, look at what we're doing. University of yeah. Michigan gave her the shot, pulled back out, poked myself like really big. Yeah. And I asked her if she would also get tested. And she said, no, no. you can just trust me. I'm like, well, that means I can't trust you. <laughs> so what did you do? Did you go on the drugs? I opted not to. Okay. Because they're like, HIV is so low. Her health history is probably honest, which that's not right. true. Yeah. I, I ended up not taking it. But really, I mean, so the the facts are... There's never been a transmission of HIV through a needle stick. Do you guys know that? Only through having relationships with patients. Right. Yeah. Well, well, there's so so people, you know, we get, you know, it's like, oh, it's an HIV needle. That that's actually never happened. Not even once. Right. The only time is there was some weird doctor, I don't know if he was a dentist, you guys probably heard about this, who was inoculating people on purpose i think did you hear about this and we learned this was in school he gave six patients hiv intentionally really so he was aspirating and then injecting and that's a lot of blood transfusion yeah yeah but never never from a needle stick but but theoretically it's possible 
Quick, so. quick legal disclaimer. Nothing on this should be considered medical advice about <laughs> HIV. Right. Please consult your HIV doctor. Yes. Go yes. Right. That's true. Because there, you know what? In the time I saw that study, there could have been a transmission, but I, I think we would have all heard about it. Right. Don't, Don't you know think? about it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most higher risk would be a blood transfusion. Yeah. Compared to poking a thumb or then you don't want them. Right. Right. And even that is a low transmission. Right. Yeah. I think we're not down point zero zero one per thumb. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's actually a hard it's actually hard to get yeah. um comparatively. Yeah. To like hepatitis. I'm still not gonna take my chances, but <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a little off topic. Right. Yeah. Right. Um <laughs> All these dentists listening are now going to not wear gloves because our right. podcast. Right. I remember people not wearing masks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time my dentist, when I was young, came into the room with a mask on. And I felt personally offended. Was it because your breath smelled? Well, I was like, what What did I do? Like, he had, you know, he's all masked up and gloved. I'm like, he's like, oh, we have to wear masks and gloves now. I was like, okay. You know, it was like probably the early 90s. Right. What do you guys feel about patients now that when you go to shake their hand, they do the fist bump? I'm always like, oh, do you think I'm gross? Is people, that- right. no, people don't like to shake hands as much. How, how right. do you guys feel? I like to shake hands. I, I, I kiss hand too. I kiss Joe. Yeah, yeah. Do you shake hands? Wait, because yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I, I think I shook your hand. Too. Yeah, I, I like that though. Um, but some people. They prefer elbow. I know. Bump. Oh, the elbows are work. Like the fist is one thing, but if you do elbow, you. Or if you like, you stick your shoe out to touch my yeah. leg. I've seen, I've seen that. Or, the, or like this, the up nut. Okay. Yeah, okay. I guess some people are so nervous about germs, but I, I feel weirdly, like I like invaded their space. I'm like, nice to meet you, and they're like, the other, the thing that happens to me a lot because I deal, you know, I'm in sales, so I'm constantly meeting and greeting people, but some people go in for a hug, and I'm going like this, and then I feel like. You, you touch their belly button. Well, then they're like, "Oh, I thought you know, oh, we're friends." I'm like, "I'm not saying we're not friends. I just didn't know we were like hug friends." Right. Do you ever have right. that with patients? I had patients that I used had, to hug me a lot. I, yeah, I had patients that hugged me too. Okay. Did, did you yeah. did you know? Were you like, okay? Yeah, you know that. I'm like, I gotta come for the hug. Right. Yeah. <laughs> did they break your loops? Sometimes I can feel the pot. I got a little concerned about You're the like, loop. You're like, these are really expensive. I check my loop after they yeah. hug me. <laughs> You're like, these are $3,000, dude. Yeah. I, I li- this is so uh, awkward. I lift my loops up like this. Right. I go in for the hug. I look like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, you're not going to reschedule for your next treatment? <laughs> um, it's, would you it's agree so about this? You're, you already agree. I know you do. Eventually, it's not, although dentistry is really fucking hard. It's not the dentistry. It's like managing the people. Do you find that to be the hardest part of dentistry? I think the hardest part of dentistry is the patient management. Can you bring yeah. the mic a little closer to your mouth? Yeah. I think the hardest part of dentistry is the patient management. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think it's um, also the employee management. Don't you? Yeah, you'll get that more. Can you still see my mouth? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You'll get that more when you own that. Um, yeah. You know what's funny? Maybe you'll agree with this. Maybe you will too. Staff seems to like the associate better because there's like not too much consequence from this. Like you're probably not screaming at people all day, but right. the overhead's too high, so you're right. yelling at them. Right. They they um. I think the the staff likes me as an associate. <laughs> 
maybe more than the owner sometimes. Definitely. You're like the cool uncle right now. Yeah, yeah. The You're, cool uncle that passed it. Yeah. I, I used to say this. It's like when I, because I went from associate to owner to associate. And when I, after I sold my practice, I was an associate for about a year. And I remember immediately I was like, I got to be Dr. Like happy. Like I'm everybody's friend. I'm Dr. Happy. I can bring in the cookies again. Like when I was the owner, I was like, you're five minutes late, you know, <laughs> When I, I was, was always yelling at everybody. Yeah. Right. When I was an associate, it's so much more fun being an associate. I always yeah. thought like, so wow, the owners—they're like they're so rough on the staff, but they just loved their staff. Right. They get the results they want, and then I became the owner. I'm like, that's not how it works. You're like, I hate these people. I hate them. I don't. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's different. That's why I think like in a perfect world, if you had. You know, if the three of us were partners and we were good partners, I think that would be the ultimate best situation. Right. Do you? I know what you mean. But partners are hard. Right. But I think if you had a good partnership, I think that would be a great right. way to do it. Right. So right now, my wife's an attorney. Do you know that? No, I don't know that. Okay. And she writes contracts for dentists and doctors that are buying and selling practices. And she's working on a deal right now with two dentists. They have been partners for 40 years and they're selling their practice. And they both said to my wife, I would trust my life with this partner. And that is so rare yeah. in dentistry because 80% of partnerships fail. I know. I don't know that. Yeah, maybe higher. I quote though. Mine failed. Yeah. I have a failed one. Right. But if they've been together that long, yeah, that's right. why. There's a reason. Right. There's obviously, yeah. they picked the right person maybe by luck or by some mentorship. Or they've covered up some crimes for each right. other. What? Or there's a, they had a third partner <laughs> that right. they killed. It's like, have you ever had a roommate? Yeah, I've had a roommate. Sometimes roommate fail and sometimes roommate worked out great. Yeah. I think I'll probably to partnership to him. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Because sometimes roommates, you end up best friends and sometimes you're like, I never want to talk to that person ever again. My roommate in undergrad was my cousin. Oh. And we were really good friends before, less good friends when we were roommates, and then better after. But we had different styles of how to keep the apartment clean. He wanted to keep it clean, and I didn't, so we had different styles. <laughs> um, it really got on his nerves, Your though. style was messy. I, it, was, I'm, it wasn't dirty. Yeah. Right. I'm like defending myself. <laughs> I know. Wow. Like, fuck you, Jessica. Um, but same did way. You, did you, like, not fold... Like the blanket that's on the couch. No, it'd be I hate like that. It'd be like right. no, it'd be like dirty dishes or beer cans in oh. the sink. Right. So, did you stack the cans into like a pyramid? No, but maybe you did this in college. <laughs> did you put empty vodka bottles in your kitchen? Like a loser, I did. Like for uh, decoration. Yeah, I wanted to get empty vodka bottle. You would you say? I like having an empty bottle on the the top of the fridge. You did that. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did that a few times. Yeah. yeah. But why why do you do that? I think that's just a reminder of the memory. Okay. I stirred in the pan. See, I'm the opposite. I finish the bottle of vodka, I sneak it out of the house. No, it's just kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, At night, I take it to the thing. I'm like, right. so nobody remembers what happened. <laughs> right. Um, kids would put water back in the vodka bottle and then put like a broken highlighter in there and it would like get color inside. It's like you're spending thirty grand a year to go to college, and you're putting fucking highlighters and and you messed up. That's funny. You messed up. So to get back on track, um, what are we talking about? No, I'm joking. I don't know. What, We're talking what, about vodka. I'm joking. What is your long term plan? 
I'm assuming you don't want to associate forever. So eventually, I want to open up an apartment in, in a, maybe a couple of years. Okay. Um, I want to be able um open to both deaf and, and hearing patients. Uh, I want to be able to train my deaf to learn that language to make it more and more inclusive environment for everyone. Um, I want to be able to take many um the question. Mm-hmm. I like surgery. So I want to focus a little bit more time on surgery and try to incorporate that in my passion. Do you place implants now? Right now, we place implants. You do. Yeah. Okay. Do you want Do you want to open your own practice or buy one or? Do I you, haven't thought about care? that yet. Okay. Yeah, I would like to have a from a startup. I want my practice to be. How I say I'm a bougie. Mm-hmm. I want the patient <laughs> walks in. Yeah. I want them to, oh, wow, that's a nice office. But I don't know if that's ideal for me and what the market right now. Right. right. To, do a, to do a startup? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can buy an existing office and make it bougie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, can, you, can buy, you can buy a building and then move a practice into it just so you have income in the beginning. Okay. I mean, that would that would be a good too. idea. Yeah. Why do you want it to be bougie? Well, sorry, sorry. Right. What does bougie mean? <laughs> bougie means like something like luxury. Okay. Like something high ended. So, um, like not like a clinic. Of, yeah. What? Not a clinic. Yeah, not like that. Yeah. yeah. Like when the patient walks there and when they see around, you know, like the mesh bar. When you go to the mesh bar, they're like, oh, wow, this is really nice. Yeah. So that's what I want to be like. Okay. Because yeah. I'm always going to the med spa to get my eyebrows waxed. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, that That is important, though. I'm sure right. you agree, too. Yeah. P- when people walk in, you have like three seconds to convince them right. it's not a dirty, diseased place. Yeah. Right. They want modern yeah. and clean. and yeah. 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 They want it comfortable, but also modern and clean. Right. It's, it's really hard to achieve that. It's hard to achieve that. Because it can feel thing. sterile. Yeah. Right? right. So, I have patients who've left their dentist purely based on they would say, "I walk in there, everything looks old and dirty," and yeah. they believe that means the dentist is out of date with his clinical techniques. Right. And that's probably true. It's true. We the the dental office being how it's presented. If you have like the fun that that messy paper all over, it reflected on you too. At the dinner, they, they apply their all, they're not organized, they're messy and dirty. Yeah. yeah. Then their dentistry is probably right. messy and dirty yeah. too. Right. It's such a lesson in what is it? Perception is reality. What people perceive, then they're going to think. Because right. what if you have a two dentists, same clinical skills, but one office looks nicer? People will probably think he's a better dentist or right. she's a better dentist than the yeah. other office. That's- it's down by a swim. Well, people yeah. think that about if you dress nice or have a nice car, right. you're, I don't know, more trustworthy, right. more money than if right. you look like a schlep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it all goes together. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your hobbies outside? I follow you on Instagram. You yeah. really can like Dubai last I weekend? I went to Dubai and Qatar for the World Cup. For the, the what? The World, World Cup. Cup. Oh, the World Cup. I went there for the World Cup. Wow. Yeah. So, oh. who'd you go with? There's a couple of I friends. I went to 
but um, my friend, that one of my best friends from Valiente and Texas, we became my best as a best friend. So um, we became close throughout the year. And so I went with his family. So we went to um, the World Cup. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But you, did I see you were jumping out of an airplane in one of your Instagram stories? The what? Were you parachuting in one of your Instagram stories? You were you like parachuting or were you? I thought I saw you doing something crazy on Instagram. Um, He's like, which time? <laughs> I don't know which time. Yeah, I look at your Instagram and I, right. you like live in life and you look yeah, yeah. you look at mine. We went to um, we went camel riding. Okay. We went to um, the fan fest with all the fans over the the world. Everyone is speaking a different language, but everyone is like dancing around each other, rooting for their country, but nothing like talking. Everyone is very friendly and nice to each other. That's nice. Because yeah. Qatar is a, isn't a very restrictive country it's against a women. country. Um, so you can't really hold hands in public, or um, you're not allowed to kiss in public, and alcohol is also abandoned. And the drinking in public, but um, I think if you're not from that country, if you're a tourist, you can drink alcohol, but you can't just drink in public. Okay, I'm gonna sound. I'm reaching now the limits of my knowledge. Does Qatar follow Sharia law? Do you law? The Sharia law is like Muslim law. Is that? Yeah, yeah, they, they follow do, that okay. law. Yeah. I think in Sharia law, do you know this? Where like yeah. you can't, yeah. like women are like below goats. Like in certain they follow that. I think. They do. I think. Okay. Yeah. Anyone listening, don't quote me on that because I have no idea if that's true. Right. That's um, gonna be that the headline for this podcast. Women, women are, are below goats. goats. I have four right. daughters, so I don't think that. <laughs> um, please keep listening to our podcast. Um, so we're actually almost at the hour mark. Yeah. We go for an hour. Um, that was fast. This flew by. Yeah. That feels like bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. We always end with a question. Um, let's say you're talking to a young person, 18, 19, they're deaf and they're struggling with low self-esteem to choose a career, to do something. What advice would you give them? Um, one advice I would give them, they never let anyone out to talk you down or judge you. There are going to be some people telling you, oh, you can't do that because you're deaf. You're not going to be able to achieve your mind self for something like so I was there, just be positive, work hard, get, get the, do the best that you can, be the best person in yourself, and be putting your mind to it, and we'll get it done. That's so true. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? No, no. I'm looking forward to helping you um, start your practice, though. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. And then we always ask one more question. What's your social security number? No. no. Oh, <laughs> can we have you back on the podcast? I'll be back on the podcast if you want to. Yeah. Everyone else yeah. has said no. Yeah. <laughs> Good. We got one. We got one. Um, right. well, thank you so much, Dr. Joe, and uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um.